Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. And I'm Danny. Season 19, episode two. We're about to find out what sort of gifts Natasha's getting for her freaking birthday. Yeah, I hope some guy's popping out of a birthday cake in his birthday suit. I hope it's a dick in a box. (laughs) I hope it's Chris Evans with a bunch of Cool Whip on his nuts. Oh, yeah. That's what we need. (laughs) The best birthday cake of them all. (laughs) A cherry on his nipples. (laughs) <laughs> is that a Varsity Blues reference? It's uh, not another high school movie reference, which was a Varsity Blues parody. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Very meta. Layers on layers on layers. Well, that is, Allie, I feel like that is squarely in your pop culture <laughs> expertise. Those years and that type of movie. that You were like, no, no, no. That is that. So you're saying I have well-oiled comedic chops is really what I'm hearing. Allie's, Allie's going to have like a comedy blog that's just going to be all about impractical jokers and movies that make fun of other movies. <laughs> Deep cuts. Pranks and parodies. <laughs> that's good. What was the Scream one they did Anna Ferris was in? Scary movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She has the bush that like okay. never ends. Yeah. <laughs> and Marlon Wayans. Isn't he a, a big player uh, in that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Did you say Wayne's instead of Wayans? What'd I say, Wayne's? Wayne's. Wayans. <laughs> Is it the Wayne's brothers? Are you just saying Wayne? <laughs> like the first name? It's a Michigan thing. I cut down the syllables. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're the Wayne bros. <laughs> the Wayneses. <laughs> well, before we get too far, I mean, obviously everybody reads pranks and parodies, but there's also another publication that many people, maybe a few more read, called the New York Times. <gasps> And that, if you were reading it on Sunday, you'd get to see the creative genius of Obedient Agency, a.k.a. (laughs) Lindsay and Allie. Tell us more. Tell us more. How did you get an ad placed? We're having this press conference to just (laughs) talk a little bit about. Three hours later. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen our so many social posts we've done, but we're very excited because we wrote a full page ad Mm -hmm. for our client, Native. You may use their deodorant. You may not know they make body wash. They're about to make hair care. Just kidding. Hair care is still in the beans left and right. <laughs> Spilling the cleans. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, write that down. And we got to write this whole big ad that went in on Sunday, and it's all about how they're um, retiring their pumpkin spice latte fragrance, which I just want to hear from the people who wore that deodorant. They were like, yep, People were devastated. This is my scent. In, in the comments. Like, oh, no, I look forward to it every fall. Ah. People were like, I want to smell like a pumpkin spice latte. Oh. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> you sure? Good boy. That was my only move to pick up basic bitches, and now how will they find <laughs> now me? Now what do I do? Now I'm going to have to wear Uggs for gloves. <laughs> It was really funny, though, because they wanted to not bring it back this year. And so we came up with a funny way to not bring it back, retiring it instead. And then we thought we would retire it with a good old-fashioned comedy roast. And so, yeah, it's been really fun. We did a satirical press release. 
Um, we have the ad and we wrote a bunch of roast jokes that you can uh, sign up to get via text message, via SMS. Uh, you can see them on social too. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, true, true. And uh, yeah, it's been a really fun campaign. No, Lindsay, you want people to sign up for the text. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless your personal page views are uh, success yeah. metrics. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Susan, cut that. Everyone, uh, text roasted to 29071 and you can get some jokes. It really is. Text right to you. You can also find some roasts in the uh, reviews on iTunes.com backslash. <laughs> nope. Place your favorite roast there. Please inquire about the roast. By leaving a five-star review. That's the way to get involved in the Natives campaign it is, is on Fangasm's podcast page. Thanks, Danny, for saying that. We were really excited. It's a big career moment for our agency and us. I'm excited. And it was exciting, not just like, because you can, you know, anybody with enough money can place an ad, right. but then there was write-ups about it and the write-ups of the creativity of it. Yeah. So, so that was, yeah, Adweek did some coverage. And the drum. Some and other publications, yeah. A really cute thing that happened was uh, Caleb and Matt and Emma, Lindsay's sister, they were all conspiring to do something special for us. And they did two things. So Matt bought a New York Times t-shirt for Lindsay and I and had it delivered to the house, woke up at 4 a.m. to iron on our ad onto the shirt and then rush shipped it to Lindsay. <laughs> and then Caleb and Emma wrote a like a faux article that was like talking all about obedient and our contribution to, you know, natives rebranding. Yeah. Like it was the front page of the New York yeah, Times. Yeah, it was really cute. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and so oh, that's so sweet. it was really funny was because, funny. wait, Lens, tell them about you getting the mail. Oh my gosh. So Caleb is obsessed with getting the mail. <laughs> Have you guys ever moved and gotten USPS alerts on you? They give you a preview of what you're getting oh, in yeah. the mail. And so now he has that and he loves it. And I'm telling you, we don't even get anything cool. Like, but he looks at it and whenever we walk out of the apartment complex, every single day he wants to get the mail, even if it's inconvenient. So I'm like, so the one day, and I always tease him about it. This day when this package came, I decided to get the mail. He was like, I never would have guessed you would get the mail. But my sister was sending me something else, my other sister. So I look and it's like, uh... To Caleb from Matt Lefevre, <laughs> shipment price $31. And, so, and I was so like, suspicious. what in the world? So, of course, the very first thing I do is text Allie. I'm like, why did oh, Matt no. send something to Caleb? So I ruin it twice, right? And she's like, what are you talking about? And as soon as she said, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, no. no. And so I get inside and I go to Caleb. I was like, what? is this? Wait, the funny thing Allie said was she was like, are we getting Grace and Frankie? You know, their husbands fell in love on that show. Yep, 100%. So we thought, I was like, oh no, this is the demise of like, our respective relationships. Shit. And I get inside and I was like, I'm carrying all these other boxes. And Caleb goes, did you get the mail? And I was like, yeah, why did Matt Lefevre send you something? And he's like, oh, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. And he's like, free. he's not playing it cool at all. And then he goes, cool customer. He goes, just don't tell Allie about it. And I was like, well, I already did. Of course. The very first thing I did was tell Allie. And then he goes into the spare bedroom and then Allie's texting me. Matt and Caleb are texting. And I was like, they did not even try to play it off cool at all. Like no one had a lie prepared. Then they're like panic texting. I was like, well, now I know that you guys are doing something for us. You How early was it? The same day or like they ruin it by days? It was like Thursday, I think, that I intercepted yeah, it. Yeah, a few days. And they wanted yeah. to give it to us on Sunday. Yeah, so we we got it early. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny because then what happened was Matt thought the surprise was ruined. So he thought that you had opened the package. So he comes out with the T-shirt oh, no. on a hanger. And he goes, oh. here's yours. And I go, Lindsay hasn't opened My it yet. <laughs> oh, no. Because I was recording a video when he brought it to me. And it was a genuine reaction. And I was about to send it to you. And he goes, Oh no, Caleb said he didn't give it to her yet. So we re-recorded a fake reaction. 
of me seeing it for the first time. I have to send it to you, Lindsay. I'm going, oh my gosh, you did that? It's so so forced. Do not hire our husbands for any sort of heist. Like that is – I can't believe Caleb kept the engagement a secret for months and months for me. Probably because Matt wasn't as involved. (laughs) Matt's the demise. Lindsay. It makes me laugh really hard, you talking about Caleb loving to get the mail and USPS notifications. We could not be more alike. It's just disgusting. Oh, God. You like it too? I love it. Oh, yeah. I get them on my email and I get them via text. And I get so excited. I just skip to the mailbox. And, dun, 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 and I get like uh, even spam even mail. It's, it's not anything important. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the Enneagram 3 in you guys that wants to be efficient. It alerts you about all mail, not just special mail? All mail. Okay, well, I generally like things that are all male, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, Danny likes all male, too. Not this. (laughs) I get liking male, but not male. All male review. (laughs) La, 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 la. Before we go into the story, Danny, I want to hear you are babysitting right now, in this moment. Live. Uh, (laughs) Technically, I'm not. Marco is. Poor guy. Right. He was like, isn't there another moment that, that you could record? And so we were like looking at our schedules and like it actually, there wasn't. So... Um, the only thing is, so he's watching our niece and nephew, my sister's kids, and um, I've got Sherman up here, and so I don't know if you could see what we were just talking, but I have um, begging strips that I'm like <laughs> piecing out one sniff at a time, and I'm throwing them around the room to keep Sherman busy. But you guys have been doing it for a couple days, right? Like you guys are it's on It's just Uncle starting. Duty. No, today is oh, the first okay. day. So we were actually, we were in New Mexico this weekend for my friend Susie got married, and um, quick shout out because a Potterotic, an OG, is one of her dear family friends. And so no we way. got to set the table. So shout out to my girl, Kelly, um, who I know <laughs> is listening to this unless she um, defrauded me and embarrassed me uh, by not actually listening and saying she did. But that would be an intense prank. <laughs> That's not pranks and parodies. That's on <laughs> this week next on week's episode. <laughs> Someone lied to Danny that they were a fan. <laughs> Just to, just to like low-key bully me? Uh, no, I don't yeah. think she would do that. She was far too nice and lovely, um, and she sends love to you. So, Aww, Hey, Kelly. If you're ever at a wedding with us, you know, say hi. Although, <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't if you were at a wedding with us. <laughs> Clearly, we're already family. Danny, I picture Marco downstairs, and you're going to come downstairs, and you're going to be like Sally Field walking into the opening scene of Mrs. Doubtfire, where he has like jump around playing and goats walking <laughs> oh, through the right. house. Like a sideways hat. <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, I, I did just walk downstairs for a second before this, and he was like, "She won't stop licking my feet." Oh, so. oh no! <laughs> She's four, and I don't think she understands what. How old is your nephew? Oh God! Um, two. So he's like uh, a doughboy running around and hates Sherman. So two and four, though, that is um full attention all the time because I remember keeping my nephews at those ages and you're just like five minutes feels like five hours they haven't kept their interest in anything we currently have like an interstellar he's on the on another planet so this is moving at a time and he'll be like why you were you recorded for 12 days so. where have you been so we should get to it yes however i have a question before we do the blowdown did anyone like anyone on social or in our groups pitch any other better thing to call season 19 or are we doing 6019 3619 I meant to look today before we recorded, and I didn't, and I'm devastated. Well, it'll just be a surprise for okay, us. Okay, we'll have to wait till episode three. But if you haven't yet pitched your vote in the group, please do. <laughs> yeah. Also, one other thing I wanted to mention before we start is we got a voicemail, and I won't, I'm not going to play the voicemail because it was a little hard to hear, but 
Um, it was from one of our listeners who asked us a question about fanfic preferences we have for ships we want to see, uh, we want to read in the future. <laughs> but the funniest part is when I get voicemails from you guys, it goes to my email and then it's voice to text. And so it doesn't always text exactly what you say. And the voicemail started <laughs> and it said, hey guys, this is Maddie, a hamster. <laughs> I was like, hey guys, it's Maddie, a hamster. I heard about the worms and I really want to get it's, in there. It's the hamsters from the Kia commercials. They're like huge fans. Huge fans. <laughs> heard about the New York Times ad. Hey, we're, we were thinking it'd be really fun. Hey, we really like that smell. It's, it's delicious. You know that we would eat it. Uh. Hey, it's Maddie the hamster. Oh, that's funny. <sighs> I was thinking that you could read a story about Ratatouille and the Green Mouse Detective. <laughs> and Fievel. <laughs> Fievel blows West. What do you think? <laughs> West could be the name of his friend. Fievel goes down. Fievel goes south. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Basically, Maddie was just asking. She said she would love to see fanfic go mainstream <laughs> and wanted to see basically what other pairings we would want to see on the pod or what we would hope to read, either fandoms or ships. So I thought we could just each give one answer uh, just because that – voice to text made me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, I kind of mentioned it last time. I really want to do a Lord of the Rings at some point. Mm. Or oh, maybe I mentioned that in a group because I just finished Lord of the Rings and I said there has to be Frodo and Samwise fan fiction because it's very oh, yeah. sexually tense. So, Well, I feel like we were talking about The Hobbit last week. Oh, yeah. Yes, it sort of came up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm interpreting that question to be like mainstream, mainstream. Like let's get Succession or like we've been looking for a Schitt's Creek. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A non-magical, but magic makes it so fun. It does. Like magic and and monsters and stuff. I think unless you have like a crazy premise, a crazy AU, I love, I you know what? Actually, I'm just going to broadly say, I want to see, I want us to do a crossover. Mm. I, w- I would love different characters from different fandoms to be interacting that are magical. I think that'd be fun. I was uh, looking into some Stranger Thong stories. <laughs> I did see one that was Hopper and... What's uh, Winona Ryder's character's name? Joyce? Joyce, yeah. It was Hopper oh, and yeah. Joyce. And um, they're in the bathroom at Starcourt right before the Demogorgon. <laughs> it's like <laughs> happening and they just like happen to squeeze in a quickie. So, oh, I love that. I think that got approved. Oh, did it? I'm pretty sure a Stranger Things one just got approved. I did reach out about it. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the one. Okay. Very exciting. We reached out about a Shit's Creek story and got a shot down. <laughs> we got shat, shat Creek. We got shit on. <laughs> shit on. We got Shit's Creek on in the response. <laughs> So we'll have to still hunt for that. Um, But yeah, I think we did get a Stranger Things. Thanks for asking, Maddie. Maddie the hamster, thanks for calling in. Cheese to you, Maddie. (laughs) Three cheeses. Three cheeses to you. Do do hamsters like cheese or are we conflating hamster with mouse? I don't care. I don't think they mind cheese. Sure. I mean, who minds cheese? You don't like cheese. Really quick, speaking of hamsters, I got three hamsters when I was a kid and we thought they were all the same sex and they weren't and they started procreating rapidly and I ended up with almost a hundred hamsters as a kid in five different cages. It was so chaotic. We had to give them all the way to the pet store. They were having litters of like five, seven. It was chaos. One hundred? You were Cruella DeVille of hamsters. I was. I had a whole harem. <laughs> 101 hamsters. She could just make gloves. It was Mickey, Sassy, and Sammy were my three originals. And then Sammy turned out to be a boy. I'm sorry, Sassy turned out to be a girl. We had to do a name change, but um, yeah, it was chaos. So just imagine my room as a kid. There's like five hamster wheels going at a time. It's like, uh, 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 
all night long. Powering the house. We wonder why you're why you're so efficient and high strung. You you grew up being like go go go. Born faster. Don't stop thinking. Oh. Wow. Okay, oh we're going to do a quick blowdown. We're going to sing the Wango song, then we're going to go so Marco doesn't get eaten by two toddlers. Yes. The blowdown is Natasha, Black Widow, is turning 30, and Sharon Carter is throwing her a Dirty 30 birthday party on her rooftop. The only other character we know involved for sure is Clint, mm-hmm. and he and Natasha go way back. Natasha's wearing a really sexy black dress. Black lace thong. The two are roommates in Brooklyn. Yep. Sharon and Natasha. Yeah, it's our NYAU. I just think like the party's about to begin NYAU. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's find out what else happens. Yeah. Um, everyone have their Wango boards up so yeah. we can sing our... Got our Wango boards. Okay. We should sing our Wango song and then get right into it after. Yeah. Okay. A one. A two. A one, <laughs> two, three. A horny podcast had a name and Wango was its game <laughs> W-A-N-G-O, stick your finger in the hole. Where's the tongue? No one knows and Wango is the game Sorry, guys. I botched it so bad. Did Susan line them up? I haven't had a chance to listen to episode one. Do they sound nice? Yeah. Okay. A little better than um, the Zoom? Not, I wouldn't say nice would be the adjective I'd use. I think what happens is we all start slowing down our pace because we think we're going to catch up on Zoom. No. But we really just all need to sing it at the same cadence. We need to either mute ourselves and all sing it together or just go every other line. Yes. In the future, let's just go every other line. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Great. there's poor people. Yeah. Although some people, that person who <laughs> shared it on Instagram stories about how chaotic we so sound funny. when we sing songs on Zoom made me laugh so hard. Is this what drugs feel like? <laughs> okay. It's Danny's turn to read. Let's see if we can wang it up and let's go. Okay, okay. Just a few more steps, Sharon said as she led a blindfolded Natasha up the last two stairs to the rooftop terrace. I was just out here 30 minutes ago, huff Natasha. How different could it be? You're about to find out, Sharon said excitedly. She slipped the blindfold from Natasha's eyes and watched the astonished expression that appeared on Nat's face with glee. But, but how, she stammered. Clint stepped out onto the patio behind the girls. (laughs) You like it, he asked. Natasha scanned the terrace. Marveling at the transform- oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> at the transformation her friends had made in such a short amount of time. They must have been planning and prepping for weeks. She looked at them with reverence and quietly acknowledged, it's perfect. Clint and Sharon shared a smug smile, knowing that they'd managed to genuinely surprise their normally unflappable friend. Wait, Wango, I had blindfold. Oh. <gasps> Way to go. Found sex blindfold, but it worked. You did? I did. Oh, Perfect. I don't know if there was really a blind... Yeah, I'm kidding. You get that one. (laughs) Danny, fun sponge. I got you. She looked at them with reverence and quietly acknowledged, it's perfect. Earlier in the day, Nat and Sharon had tied a couple of balloons on each of the corner railings and quickly thrown some blue plastic table covers on the three round tables they'd managed to beg and borrow from a few other friendly residents in the building. They'd been pressed for time and Natasha didn't seem too concerned about the lackluster decor. Now, those same tablecloths were covered by black linen tablecloths. On the center of each table sat a large silver square vase containing a variety of brightly colored gerbera daisies. I'm like, gerbils? Gerber. Gerbera. Gerber daisies. Yeah, just Gerber. I don't I don't think Gerbera's right. Gerbera. Gerbera. 
I think they're just called Gerber daisies. <laughs> I mean, they're spelled like with an A. Containing a variety of brightly colored daisies. Yeah. Above their heads hung a dozen oversized round paper lanterns strung in a rainbow of colors that mirrored the beautiful hues of fresh cut flowers. I was wrong. <laughs> but everyone calls them Gerber daisies. They do. That's weird. Yeah, it's like shorthand. Yeah. Okay, but I was wrong though. It's the Italian, it's the, it's the Latin. Gabera. A gabera. <laughs> hey. <laughs> also, since we took a quick pause, we just said the word lackluster a couple lines ago. Um, fun fact, that was Lindsay and I's backup business name. Lackluster? Almost going to be called lackluster. Really glad we didn't go with it. <laughs> we thought it would be funny. Well, you know how obedience the opposite? So we were going to like, <sighs> or we were going to call ourselves highly overrated. But that's really bold when you're brand new. Yeah. There'll be plenty of time for people to say you're highly overrated. You got to earn that one. Exactly. Uh, A different path and uh, could have been lackluster. I like obedient. (laughs) Anchored in the middle of the patio stood a brand new outdoor bar stocked with bottles of wine, beer, liquor, mixers, ice buckets, and cups. In place of the meager balloons, each corner of the railing now had a tiki torch tied to it. Orange flames flickering in the warm summer wind. It was a perfect place for their guests to grab a drink and mingle to the sounds of the city below. All this in 30 minutes? Oh my God. Brought up a whole bar and tiki torch. This is very expedited. Wow. Clint was just like firing off. He like used his bow and arrows for parties. You know, he like, he was just like firing off black tablecloths and like lighting (laughs) fires on the torches. Rapid fire. Does black tablecloth count as black cloth? I think if someone has it. Yeah. I think so too. 100%. Yes. Although if you're counting the tablecloth, you can also count the actual underpants she's wearing. True. The pantaloons. (laughs) Inside, every room of the apartment was softly lit by masses of cream-colored candles of varying heights, each casting a warm glow and making the modest space feel inviting and intimate. The large, toffee-colored sectional sofa, ottoman, and oversized chair had been pushed to the far walls of the room to allow more space for people to move and dance. The large, blood-red, black-and-tan accented area rug that usually provided warmth and a splash of color to the center of the living room floor had been rolled away and stored under Sharon's bed, exposing the solid oak hardwood planks that ran throughout the apartment. When we were setting up for Halloween at our apartment, we pushed all of the seating to the walls and we were babysitting my family dog who at the time was like 17 and blind and deaf. And we couldn't find him for like a really long time. And we thought he fell down the stairs and we like all this stuff. And then like 20 minutes later, it was like a really long time. We were like freaking out. We just heard like, oh, and he was pushed behind the couch against the wall and we didn't notice. So he had just like been there. (laughs) So I hope they checked for dogs. Did he get all smushed? Uh, yeah, he was like a Warner <laughs> Brothers cartoon, just like a flat little pancake. I don't know. You know, the couches sometimes have like a little recline, you know, a little yeah, back, yeah. but we just like shoved him back there. Oh my God. Oh, what a cutie. So I hope they look for dogs. That's very Houdini of him. Very Houdini. <laughs> yeah. Which was his name, which Allie, you knew, which is why you said that, but to the other listeners. Yes. But so everyone knows. Everyone's <laughs> in on it. 20 minutes before the party was set to begin, the caterers arrived, quickly setting up two tapas bars. One on, oh, I think topless might be a, something there. <laughs> one on the kitchen island and one on the terrace of a small buffet table they'd brought with them near the bar. Everything was falling into place. Natasha started to breathe a little easier in the skin-tight dress as she walked into the kitchen to steal an olive off one of the brimming platters. She could hear Sharon's heels click into the kitchen behind her. Here you go, babe, Sharon said, handing an ice-cold, dirty vodka martini with three olives skewered on a red toothpick over to her roommate. She held her cosmopolitan up in salute and waited for Clint to join them. A bottle of old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout in hand. Sharon raised her glass to make a toast. 
Happy birthday to the smartest, sassiest, sexiest bitch we know. Here's to an epic evening we'll never forget. If they even remember. <laughs> Here's to nights we'll never forget or friends will never remember. No, wait. That's what <laughs> You didn't do that on purpose? No. I was just trying to be a drunk girl. <laughs> worked. That's perfect. That's probably what the drunk girl would say. Yeah, great. Oh, here we go. They're already out of us. The three friends clicked their glasses together before each taking a long sip. Clint swallowed hard and chuckled softly, holding up his drink. If we all drink enough tonight, none of us will remember shit. <laughs> Natasha huffed a quiet laugh, taking another draw on her drink. Clint looked at the two girls with a devious smirk and added, which would be a total shame since I still have a couple of pretty good surprises up my sleeve. Ooh. Nat and Sharon exchanged a doubtful glance. What exactly are you up to, Barton? Natasha asked in a warning, but playful tone. You think he always wants to play darts at parties because he knows he's really good? He just has like a, a little bow and arrow that he... What exactly are you up to, Barton? Natasha asked in a warning, but playful tone. Nothing I can divulge right now, birthday girl, but I promise you're going to like him. <sighs> Plural. Sharon glanced at him, barely contained rage glinting in her big brown eyes. I will fucking rip your heart out through your ass if you do anything to ruin this night for Nat. Also, if anyone has big brown eye um, on their wango board, you could probably count it. Definitely. <laughs> ew, ew. Wango. <laughs> or ripping hearts out through asses, you also get a Yeah, point. that too. Clint held his hands in front of him in defense. Don't get your thong in a twist there, Duchess. I've known Nat longer than anyone else. Don't you think I know what she likes by now? He smiled and batted his eyelashes at her innocently. Sharon grabbed Clint roughly by the elbow and started to drag him out of the kitchen. I think it's time that you and I took this conversation to my room so you can tell me what the actual fuck you've got planned so I can put a stop to it before Nat does. Clint flashed a wicked smile. Finally, I've been trying to get into your bedroom for years now, Carter, and you're even wearing Ooh. my favorite outfit. Oh. God, I'm getting harder by the second. Wow. Sharon growled and dug her fingernails into Clint's skin, causing him to yelp in pain as they stumbled down the hallway and into Sharon's room, the door slamming loudly behind them. Wait a second, you guys. In episode one, did they say that Natasha and Clint are fuck buddies, but just like, like they're just like friends with benefits? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then Sharon said she knows Clint wants her, so she's going to dress sexy just to get him all riled just up. Just to fuck him up. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Natasha just shook her head and laughed to herself before tipping back to the rest of her martini. She wasn't actually worried in the least about whatever it was Clint had in store for her. She knew his heart was in the right place, even when he was trying to prank her. He only wanted to make her smile, so how could she really get upset about that? Dinkus? Oh, pew, 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 pew. That's Clint playing darts. (laughs) 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 It didn't take long for the party to get into full swing, with friends and neighbors and coworkers all interspersed and enjoying themselves. Half the throng stood outside on the patio laughing and drinking and smoking. The other half of the thong was in Natasha's butt. (laughs) And their words and whisks from their cigarettes both floating off into the night sky. Inside the other half ate and drank, some dancing to the music in the middle of the room while the rest floated around the edges, giving sloppy encouragement to the dancers and swaying to the music as they made conversation of their own. Natasha just happened to be walking past the front door when she heard a faint knock barely creep through the cacophony of noise that otherwise was filling the room. She opened it to find a tall, insanely attractive man with dirty blonde hair, brilliant blue eyes, and handsome, chiseled features in a Boy Scout kind of way. Who could it be? (laughs) (laughs) The hamster! 
adventures are here. <laughs> hey, it's me, Maddie. I'm here for the party. <laughs> His broad shoulders and muscular build were apparent under the fitted white button-down Oxford shirt and body-hunging, dark wash jeans he wore. <laughs> Hi, said the man. I'm looking for Clint Barton. He looked past Natasha into the room full of people. I'm pretty sure this is the address he gave me. Yep, you found the right place, Natasha assured him. Clint should be wandering around somewhere causing trouble. I'm Natasha, she extended her hand. Oh, the Natasha. I've heard quite a bit about you. My name's Steve. Steve Rogers. Ah! All right. Now we're cooking. Well, come on in, Steve Rogers, said Natasha. I'm sure we can find Clint. Just listen for the screams or a general sense of regret. (laughs) Steve laughed nervously as he entered. Thank you, ma'am, he said. Oh, and happy birthday. Thank you. You seem far too nice to be a friend of Clint's, Natasha said as she led him through the maze of people. He's like, I'm not. I'm a stripper. I hope he's a stripper because I have that on my Wango board. <laughs> I hope that he came bearing gifts because you can't come to a stranger's birthday party and not bring something yes. as a gesture. We served in the army together. I just moved back here and Clint insisted I get out and meet people. Steve blushed a bit. That's probably not the th- thing to say when you're actually meeting people who confessed. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> he's so sweet. Natasha chuckled. Don't worry about it, Steve Rogers. You're definitely going to meet some people here. And you already know Clint. So everyone else you meet will already be an improvement on him. (laughs) She led him out to the patio and after a quick scan, found Clint regaling a small group of people in a corner with one of his bullshit stories. (laughs) Hey, Barton, Natasha yelled. Your date's here. Thanks again, ma'am, said Steve. Oh, so formal. Don't mention it. Any friend of Clint is, well, probably also a friend of Satan. But I'm sure you're the exception that proves the rule. There's plenty of food and beer, so help yourself. And don't be shy, Steve Rogers. Mm. I won't, ma'am. Steve glanced over at Clint. And when he looked again to see Natasha, she was already gone. Damn, he thought. Barton had said she was a beauty, and still he hadn't done her justice. Who was the hot piece of man meat following you around, <laughs> asked Sharon. <laughs> Natasha came back inside. Coming in real hot. Sharon, have another Cosmo. He's <laughs> like, she was beautiful, and I'm going to respect her. <laughs> Like the Captain America that I am. Uh, One of Clint's friends. Maybe he's one of Clint's surprises. I don't think Clint's altruistic enough to bring you a present that looks as good as that, said Sharon. He's not just generous, Natasha replied. Gorgeous. He's actually really nice. Gorgeous. He's not just gorgeous. (laughs) He's not generous or gorgeous. (laughs) He was so generous with his warm eyes. His beauty. He's not just Gorgeous, Natasha replied. He's actually really nice. Nice? I know, right? Said Natasha, sharing her friend's disbelief. Sharon grabbed two Cosmos from the bar and handed one to her roommate. Nice. Wow. Man, did he pick the wrong party to come to? (laughs) He's got that bass player energy (laughs) that we love so much. Poor dumb bastard has no idea what he's in for, said Natasha. Both girls laughed and clinked their glasses before draining their drinks in a quick, giant gulps. Back out on the patio, Steve grabbed a beer and made his way to the corner where Clint was amusing a small group of party goers. <laughs> a small group of <laughs> begging strip. You guys, I have this is it's his third or fourth begging strip, and the begging strip says five per day. Like, is he gonna become just like a salt potato? Why don't you break them in half? I'm breaking them into sniffs. Tiny like, pieces. He's he's just losing time. Oh yeah. Guys, I'm running out of sand in the sand trap. Can you kind of throw them around the room so he has to go find them? 
That's what I did, but then he stopped. So now I'm like shoving him into his nostrils. Wants to be hand fed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back out of the patio, Steve grabbed a beer and made his way to the corner where Clint was amusing a small group of partygoers. Steve, Barton shouted mid-story when he saw his friend. Clint greeted Steve as they shook hands. Ladies, let me tell you, said Clint, putting his arms around Steve. This guy right here is the bravest, strongest, most handsome goddamn bastard in these United States. <laughs> Steve blushed a bit, embarrassed by the attention. And his cock is huge. The fucking <laughs> thing goes on for days. When he got circumcised, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs brought his foreskin on eBay and made a floor-length gown out of it. Oh, my <laughs> God. God. That was murdery and sexy. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Is this a true crime podcast now? <laughs> he, he removed the foreskin and turned it into a floor-length <laughs> gown. It's like, yikes. Steve punched Clint in the shoulder with surprising force, not holding back as one normally might with a friend. Doesn't he say, hold on, like, doesn't Buffalo Bill go, put, oh, that's the lotion in the basket. Never mind. Oof. You can cut that. I, was trying, I thought it was the foreskin. No, in the put the foreskin in the basket, like in your cart. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> shopping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, no, thank you. Mm. Steve punched Clint in the shoulder with surprising force, not holding back as one normally might with a friend. Ow, said Barton, rubbing his arm. Also, he's humble to a fault. The assembled audience... Assembled? No, it's mm. Avengers. Number. Audience. The assembled <laughs> audience. Assemble. The assembled audience laughed, and Steve smiled awkwardly. Hey, wait, what time is it? Asked Clint, completely changing gears. He glanced at his phone and then charged inside. He pushed through the party crowd, bumping past confused onlookers. What the hell is he doing? Asked Natasha. Sharon shrugged her shoulders in a fuck if I know kind of way. <laughs> Clint ran to the door and swung it open just as a cop was about to knock on it from the other side. Stripper, 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 stripper. It better be. Well, hello, officer, said Clint, voicing a thick tone of faux concern. Were we being too loud? <gasps> wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. We've been getting a lot of complaints, announced the cop as he entered. That someone's turning 30 and they're too old to party. <laughs> Clint uh, clapped his hands and did a self-satisfied little victory dance. Natasha and Sharon stared at each other in disbelief. Holy sweet, sunny Jesus, is that? Asked Natasha. <laughs> Fuck me, I think it is, mumbled Sharon. Everyone at the party had stopped whatever they had been doing to stare at the police officer, who in reality was the girl's former boyfriend nemesis, Johnny Storm, poorly dressed <gasps> as a cop. But the girls hadn't quite done the math yet. Wait a second, I have Wango and a million- I have a Wango too. I've got surprise cameo, role play, and strippers. All in one? No, three different squares. Although, do I get role play? I don't think role play. Okay. Because I have role play too. I have cocktails. Oh, cocktails. You need cocktails. I have birthday shots. They haven't done that yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wango, it's raining men and Wangos. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining Wangos. Hallelujah. At the same time, Steve came in to find Clint. He stood next to Natasha and Sharon as Johnny began his histrionics. Is there a problem? He asked Janet. No, don't do it, Captain. Oh, just the one, said Sharon as she motioned towards Johnny. All right, ladies and uh, dudes too, I guess. Let's get this party started. Johnny began gyrating (laughs) his hips wildly and unbuttoning his shirt. Oh, Wango, grinding, bucking hips. Does that count? Oh, totally. Okay, okay, good, good. Shouldn't he have music to dance to, asked Natasha. 
Somehow, he's managed to be a worse stripper than he was a boyfriend to Sharon. (laughs) Yeah, he's still a better stripper than he is a human being, countered Natasha. Where's the birthday girl, screamed Johnny, swinging his shirt around his head like it was the world's most ineffectual lasso. North Carolina, come on and raise her. (laughs) Pick your shirt off. Twist it around your head. Smell like a helicopter. (laughs) Clint, the only one cackling maniacally in a room full of people, pointed at Natasha. Happy birthday. Oh, shit. Johnny stood slack-jawed. Natasha waved and brandished a particularly unwelcoming smile. Johnny turned to Clint and seethed. Fuck this shit, man. I ain't dancing for these crazy bitches. What? Oh, come on, pleaded Clint. I'll pay you double, triple. Gee, Clint, aren't you sure you can part with 15 whole dollars? (laughs) (laughs) That's almost half a case of decent beer. Fuck you, Johnny yelled, right before Steve punched him so hard in the (gasps) chest. Johnny flew (gasps) back out through the still open door. (laughs) This has taken a turn. Wow. Steve Rogers leaving an impression on his party. Whoa. What an entrance. You know, you know what they say? Whoever kills the stripper has to then become the stripper. So hopefully he's ready for uh, next. (laughs) And nobody says that. Don't do that. Nobody hurts strippers. Uh, Steve hit him with such force that Johnny would have flown out of his flip-flops had he been wearing flip-flops. Oh, my God. I think my heart stopped, whimpered Johnny from the hallway floor. Well, you'll have that, said Clint. He threw some wadded bills on Johnny and slammed the door. My hero, said Natasha as she gave Steve a peck on the cheek. I believe you mean our hero, said Sharon, also pecking him. He said bitches, plural. There are two of us. Okay, hold on. Does that count as a triple kiss? Does it count as a triple kiss? <laughs> Uncle, we're close. No, no, no. Okay, hold on, Sharon. This is Natasha's birthday. She gets first dibs. Yeah. yeah. So you got to back off. If she's vibing him, you got to back off. That's Just right. saying. He saved her the life closest. I think yeah. she's saying thanks for saving us because Johnny called them both bitches. Right. I don't think she's mm-hmm. making a move on. That we know yet. I think she's saying okay. thanks All for right. defending my she's honor. teetering the line. Okay. The rest of the party guests cheered as Steve turned 14 different shades of red. Clint made his way to the bar as a swarm of enthusiastic admirers flocked around Steve, offering high fives, fist bumps, and the occasional unsolicited phone number to the unintentional idol. Now all those people can fuck off. <laughs> Wait, so did Clint... Johnny. Like, this was Clint's surprise. Invite the ex to the party. The strip? Like, what a dick move. I think he was trying to humiliate Johnny for their entertainment. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. So he also brought the muscle. That could have been just fortuitous that Steve was there to- Yes, I don't think he intended okay. there to be a fight. I think he thought it was just like a fight. I mean, I think it was a prank for sure. Yeah. Oops, sorry. I just knocked that. I'll write about that next week. Perfect. We've got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> We're ruined. <laughs> Natasha shook her head at the scene, smiled at Steve, and said- I told you you'd you'd meet some people tonight, Steve Rogers. Didn't think you'd form a fan club, though. Nice work. Steve blushed lightly and ran his hand through his short hair before resting it on the back of his neck. I'm sorry I caused a scene at your birthday party, he said regretfully. I just couldn't stand by and let that jerk address you ladies that way. I don't have a very Mm. high tolerance for bullies. We know. Before either girl could respond to Steve's wholly unnecessary apology, Clint snaked his way (laughs) through the horde to rejoin his friends. Four full shot glasses in hand and a huge grin on his face. Wango. He handed out the liquor <laughs> treats and raised his glass. I'd like to propose a toast to Captain Steve Rogers, the man of the hour. The only thing bigger than his heart is his dong. <laughs> the end of the chapter. <laughs> it really ends on dongs? It has to be the episode title. Oh my God. 
so good. Oh, oh my gosh. That's great. Um, okay, shall we? When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your hammer up or down? Okay, my hammer's up. I absolutely loved that I thought there was going to be a stripper and that even though we didn't get to see Dong, we got to hear about it. So that was a fun, a fun twisty turning episode. Oh, it's so fun. My hammer is way up because this is just a blast. Clint is like the perfect little foil. Steve Rogers is here for the flirtiness. I think Clint and Sharon are going to hook up. I think Natasha and Steve Rogers are going to hook up. I think there's going to be more surprises. I think I'm going to win Wango. I'm having a great time. I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> She's three cold brews deep right now. It's good to be Lindsay. My hammer's also up. Gotta love a Steve Rogers appearance. And I also like that we had a new character, Johnny Storm, show up. I got a wango for that. And uh, yeah, I love the flirtiness happening. I think I'm going to vote we could get an orgy if everyone's down to clown. Ooh, very interesting. Just thinking. I don't know. I don't know. Is that Steve Rogers style? We'll see. We'll see. He's new in town. He's like a one-woman guy. He is. (laughs) Tell us how they do it in New York. Okay, should we do our wangos, see what we got? Yeah, what does everyone have? What did everyone get? One, two, three. I got five. Okay, I got... I had fist fight. You did? (gasps) Nice. So I'm going to count that right. Nice. And a miscommunication? No. Well, sort... Can I count it if... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Between Johnny and Clint. I think so. That works. Yep. Okay. I think those are my two. Okay. Lens, what'd you get? You cleaned up this week. I got five this week, you guys. And I may, I'm i asking about a six. Kiss a stranger. Sharon and Natasha just kissed Steve, but he's not a stranger to them. He's a stranger. I think Anymore, it's, but he's sort of a stranger. I think he's a stranger. I'll give it to you. Great. I got grinding, surprise cameo, stripper, blindfold shots, and kiss a stranger. Okay. Wow. Strong. Strong Wango showing. Thank you. <laughs> I got, uh, what did I get? I got new character, teasing. I think teasing, Clint was teasing Natasha with the prank and teasing Johnny Storm. Do you think he can give me that or no? I think you mean teasing in a sexual way. I don't know. Let's, oh, I did I? So. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can, I can let that go. I got bucking hips, cocktails, <laughs> and that's it. So I got those three. Excellent. New character, bucking hips, cocktails. Very good. I love it. I love this story. Um, well, a couple things. Check out the New York Times or the uh, <laughs> Obedient page for more details. Quick reminder that the That's What I'm Talking About episode is live. So if you want to, yeah. if you are craving some uh, Middle Earth and nasal Midwestern accent, you can get both of those at the same time. I love it. Um, a Mary Clay's podcast. And are we playing the voicemail from the hamster? No. No. Okay. <laughs> it, just, it was, the sound quality wasn't great. Okay. So yeah, let us know how your wangos are doing and um, I'm going to go save Marco. Yeah, let us know how your Rangos are doing. Tell us if you have any good ideas about what we're calling season 19. And then thank you to 70 Secret Kinks for this story. We're having the best time. Oh, the author actually wrote us and said they had listened to the first episode and was having such a good time, uh, laughed a bunch, and so uh, excited to keep reading their story. Ugh, the best. This is so fun. Okay, until next week, we'll talk to you guys then. Sounds good. Stay horny and don't get murdered. Now that this is a crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. 
For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe, and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. Ten points for nice reviews. 